today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Earlier news reports uh, talking about how slow Canada has been in its uh, implement, uh, implementation of this vaccine, getting it out of the freezers and into uh, the arms of Canadians, uh, a situation that they're having pretty much uh, across the country. Uh, that being said, uh, Ontario is saying today that uh, some of its uh, sites are reporting that they are at the end of their doses or will be by today or tomorrow and are receiving more coming in uh, hopefully within uh, the next week or so and uh, are nearing the end of the supply. So, um, you know, again, I, th- I think a lot of people are doing the best they can to get this stuff uh, in the arms of Canadians, and uh, we're already starting to see things pick up just a little bit. On that note, uh, the Premier has indicated that all long-term care residents, st- uh, staff in Toronto, Peel, York, and Windsor uh, will be vaccinated by uh, January 21. Uh, also hearing reports that um, uh, the union has announced that uh, paramedics will also uh, be in line for that vaccination uh, by the 21st as well in those hot spots. To talk more about all of this, let's bring in Dr. Amit Arya, a palliative care physician specializing in long-term care and is with us now. Doctor, thank you for the time. Hope you're doing well. Yes, yes. Um, glad to be on the show. So your thoughts on where we are, uh, first let's talk about vaccinations, getting them into arms. Uh, many have been concerned about the speed in which the provinces have been able to do this. Your thoughts on that? We understand that it has greatly picked up in the last 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, it is picking up and I'm encouraged by that. But just a reminder to the listeners that, I mean, this is day 23 that we've had the vaccine. We still have close to 90,000 doses, 60% of, you know, these vaccines, the Pfizer vaccine sitting in these freezers as we continue to have like these record hospitalization numbers, um, you know, record, uh, you know, uh, you know, people's, um, you know, admitted to uh, ICU with COVID-19 and specifically with long-term care. I mean, we're in the middle of a humanitarian disaster. Uh, in the last week, the seven-day average of deaths in long-term care has doubled, and this has tripled since the beginning of December. Um, you know, today our province uh, has this dubious sort of distinction where we crossed, uh, you know, a thousand deaths, a thousand deaths in just the second wave of, uh, of, of COVID-19 in long-term care alone. We have exploding outbreaks across the province. So, I mean, the sluggish rollout and this pause over the Christmas weekend and not being ready with these community teams with refrigerated trucks rolling out to all long-term care homes will cost lives and i mean even the you know the you know the current plan that was announced by the ministry just yesterday after 22 days is is not enough because it only goes to uh you know a percentage of the long-term care homes where whereas we need to vaccinate all the residents as many health workers and family caregivers as soon as possible uh, that being said, Ontario announcing today that they are nearing the end of their vaccine supply and reporting that some sites could be out of doses by today or tomorrow as they greatly speed this up. So uh, at the end of the day, by the end of the week, should the country be in reasonably good shape in your mind? Well, we still have a ways to go, right? Especially with long-term care, where we've had 70% of the deaths, um, you know, from COVID-19. I mean, that I, I think we would all agree that has to be the priority. And um, although I'm seeing some encouraging signs, I can tell you that in some large urban settings like Toronto, we have the University Health Network rolling out these vaccine, te- uh, you know, teams that are actually going from home to home. And, you know, really, and it, it, it is a race against time, and they're doing an amazing job. But in other places where perhaps uh, there are not, uh, you know, uh, robust relationships between hospitals and long-term care homes, you know, we're seeing the 
the rollout is a lot slower. And, you know, we have to really think, uh, you know, to be honest, Scott, of each one of these long-term care homes as hotspots. And, you know, just, uh, you know, committing to delivering the vaccine in specific areas like Peel or Toronto is is just not good enough. I mean, just in Hamilton, for example, we have several homes in outbreak right now. St. Joseph's Villa, Grace Villa, you know, Shalom Village uh, Nursing Home. And it's very important that we get everyone vaccinated as soon as possible. Uh, now that the Moderna vaccine has arrived on our soil, obviously we know the, the logistical concerns around the Pfizer vaccine and, and people had to come to it as opposed to it going to uh, the, uh, the, the people who need it, which, which obviously kept it to uh, staff and such uh, emergency care workers, that sort of thing, frontline workers. Now that the Moderna is here, uh, how much is easier should that be to get the, these into the arms of those in, in long-term care? homes or nursing homes yeah so respectfully actually i mean the policy of keeping the pfizer vaccine in hospitals and as you mentioned having frontline health workers from long-term care going from long-term care to the hospital or having hospital workers vaccinated first was a flawed one when i talked to my colleagues who are infectious disease experts uh, actually scientists who you know specialize in vaccines and so on i mean everyone kind of agrees and it's actually been on the product on the product monograph for the pfizer vaccine that it can be kept at normal refrigerator temperatures for five days before admission administration. Uh, Other jurisdictions like Quebec and definitely other countries around the world have been taking the Pfizer vaccine, therefore, into uh, long-term care homes. So that's really what this province should have done. I mean, they should have had refrigerated trucks, um, you know, rolling in, like, you know, rolling out across the province to get as many people vaccinated as soon as possible. Now, that being said, I I, I do agree with you, Scott, at this point in the game. I mean, you know, the Moderna vaccine is, is here and more of it will arrive. So, I mean, there's no excuse, right? We need to get, uh, you know, as many of Ontario's 72,000 residents uh, across the, you know, close to 630 long-term care homes vaccinated as soon as possible. From what I understood, Dr. Pfizer had just given approval for those to be transported that way. Initially, it was you had to have this sort of logistical infrastructure in place before we even, you could even receive the vaccination. And then dealing from outside of those hotspots that that approval has just come. Any Any thoughts on that? Yeah, so that's news to me. I mean, uh, as, as I said, I mean, British Columbia is another jurisdiction uh, in addition to Quebec, uh, which is just next door to us, where they really started by getting the Pfizer vaccine into um, seniors' arms in long-term care homes, uh, you know, itself. So, I mean, this delay, unfortunately, at this time is, is definitely going to lead to future suffering and death. So, I mean, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm not an expert with, uh, you know, vaccines or infectious diseases colleagues, but I do speak to, you know, many of my colleagues who do specialize in these fields. And really everyone, you know, was in agreement that this should have been done from the get-go. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Not to play political uh, theater here, doctor, but you kept you keep referring to this province, this province. Uh, that being said, as of yesterday, the numbers we had, Alberta was leading uh, the per capita uh, race on I- injecting people with having 052 uh, percent of the population. Uh, Ontario is at uh, 0.3% of the population. Is really the message here how poorly Ontario is doing or the fact that none of the provinces across the country are really doing it well at all? Well, I think it's a combination of both. 
right? I mean, I, I can tell you that, I mean, you know, we know that, I mean, especially when it comes to long-term cares, you know, we're not all affected by the virus the same. Uh, you know, it's seniors in long-term care um, who are affected the most. And, you know, even now we're seeing across the country, especially in Ontario, um, you know, we're seeing these, uh, you know, horrific conditions in many long-term care facilities where it's not just people that are dying from, um, you know, COVID-19 itself, but because COVID-19 really, you know, decimates through the staff and leads to these horrible staffing shortages, we're hearing of these, you know, really these human rights violations where people don't have food and water. They're they're not receiving basic care and hygiene. So, I mean, there's many, it's it's sort of a complicated, uh, you know, story. And there's, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be done to prevent those situations. But, you know, one of the things that we have right now sitting in freezers is this vaccine. So, of course, as as someone who works on the front lines of long-term care homes and has actually seen some of the devastation that COVID-19 can cause uh, during this pandemic, I mean, I, I always ask myself, well, why are we holding on to this vaccine? And why did we not have a plan which was not hospital-based, but rather engaged community health workers, people who give the vaccine year in and year out, like, or, you know, people who give vaccines, like the influenza vaccine, family doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, pharmacists. Why did we not have these teams ready to go 24-7 to get to every long-term care home uh, as soon as possible? And what are your thoughts on the doses? Because Health Canada has obviously uh, uh, prescribed that this uh, that the second dose be held back, and that you wait 21 days to to yep. administer the second. Some have said that they believe you should just you know immunize or vaccinate rather as many people as you can possibly do, and then just wait for the second batch to come in and then hit them. Uh, your 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 thoughts on on strategy there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, definitely, uh, you know, I would defer, you know, expertise on this to my colleagues who, you know, specialize in infectious diseases. But from what I hear from them, uh, definitely, uh, once again, we're in, a, in the middle of a public health emergency. Uh, as, as I mentioned, we've crossed, uh, you know, a thousand cases, uh, sorry, a thousand deaths uh, from COVID-19 in long-term care during the second wave alone. Uh, and really, we're, we're seeing these humanitarian crises uh, across our long-term care homes. So this is actually a matter of speed. It's actually a matter of life. And death and it's actually you know a race against time i mean i can tell you personally on a personal level that i've seen people uh you know die from covid19 within hours in long-term care facilities so really you know a delay of a day or two days could actually cause people to die so this is very important and although we know that the first dose uh, would not offer as much of a robust protection as getting two doses i mean it's better than just having it in the freezer uh, your thoughts on where we will be by January 21st? Well, right now, I mean, yesterday the province, you know, announced this plan, which uh, specifically for long-term care, they were planning to vaccinate, um, you know, residents and staff in Toronto, Peel, York, and Windsor, Essex, um, you know, which they, which are, you know, are sort of the hotspot uh, sort of areas. But I wanted to remind everyone that once again, long-term care, really, we need to think of every long-term care home as a hotspot. I mean, specifically, I can tell you in Niagara region, I was reading that, you know, they have 25 long-term care homes in, in you know, in outbreak. So it just doesn't make sense that you know we're not trying to meet these targets in Niagara in Hamilton and really in every long-term care home across the province it, it actually is, is wrong and I'll be honest with you when people are suffering and dying today I mean you know to sort of even say that we're going to wait you know three weeks to have this life-saving you know sort of vaccine you know get out 
is is not right. I mean, they need to put all their resources together and use all their power and energy to get this rolling out as soon as possible. And I'll add one more point that, I mean, one thing that I'm seeing from my experiences and sort of talking to health workers who are on the front lines in long-term care, um, I, I am seeing some, you know, troubling sort of concerns about vaccine hesitancy, specifically with frontline health workers. Hmm. Where you know, What are your thoughts on that, doctor? Yeah, yeah. So specifically, I can tell you um, that, um, you know, in order for us to achieve maximal uh, uptake of this whole, like, you know, logistical operation of, you know, involving shipping, involving storage of the vaccine and then rolling it out to long term care homes. I mean, we need to we need to address proactively vaccine hesitancy. I mean, specifically when I when I think about frontline health workers and I've seen them, you know, and and seen the type of work that they're doing, I want to remind the listeners that these people have worked through some of the most dangerous conditions uh, through this pandemic. I mean, I'll I'll just even tell you, I mean, in the last few weeks, I've heard from some long-term care homes where their frontline health workers are not getting basic PPE supplies. They don't have gowns and gloves. And there's a staffing crisis and a huge staffing shortage across many long-term care homes where people are working double shifts, triple shifts, and you know, in many circumstances, I mean, for sure, disproportionately in private for-profit long-term care homes. I mean, people don't have, you know, paid sick leave. They don't have decent wages. So there's like issues which tie into vaccine hesitancy here where, you know, these people are feeling sacrificed. They're feeling vulnerable. I mean, just today it's in the news. I mean, yesterday there was a nurse who died in another for-profit long-term care home and, you know, which is extended care in Mississauga. So people are actually literally dying and putting their lives out to serve our vulnerable seniors. And if they wanted to get the vaccine and they had a sore arm or a headache for a day or two, which are these minor side effects, they still have to go into work and they don't have paid sick leave. So we need to remove all those barriers as soon as possible. And we need to bring the vaccine into long-term care homes. We need to pay people to, you know, for any time off, they, they need to get the vaccine. We need to pay them if they need time off for vaccine side effects. And we need to make sure that people are getting proper information, which is based in science, which is culturally safe and language specific, preferably when we're talking about frontline health workers led by unions and actual champions within frontline health workers themselves. Dr. Amit Arya has been with us, palliative care physician specializing in long-term care. Doctor, thanks so much for the time and insight. Be well. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.